I'm Carrie Dozer, and this is TGen Talks. The summer months mean new faces at TGen, not new researchers, at least not yet, but interns, Helios scholars to be exact. And these highly qualified, carefully selected future scientists take part in an eight-week biomedical research internship side-by-side with TGen researchers. It's a full-time job for the students, and at the end of their eight weeks, they present their research and contribute their findings. Made up mostly of college and grad school students, these internships can be a defining moment, helping these future scientists find their passion and their path toward a career in biomedical research. On this podcast, we'll meet with one such intern who proved it's never too late to find that passion and pursue a completely new career in the lab. And this episode of TGen Talks brings us once again to TGen North, and our guest for today's podcast is Heather Mead. Heather, thanks for joining us on TGen Talks, your first time on the podcast. Yes, it is. Thanks for having me. Tell me what it is that you do here at TGen. I'm a research assistant professor, which is a fancy way of saying that I research pathogens, and I'm in the immunology core, so we're really interested in the intersection between humans and what we do to fight off any pathogen that might make us sick, and then what strategies those pathogens have to evade our immune system and make us sick. And so we're using DNA and RNA molecules to understand that interaction. Nasty pathogens. What made you want to study them? Um, They kind of happened by accident. I went to my undergraduate degree to become a teacher. Mm -hmm. I was a young mother, and I thought a teacher's schedule would work great. And I started taking science classes and I thought maybe a science teacher would be a really fun career path. And then I realized that I liked the science more than the teaching. And I decided to just get a four-year degree in microbiology. At what point in your life did you decide to do this? I was 26 when I enrolled at Coconino Community College. So I had been a real estate agent before that. I took some time off to raise my kids. And then when the youngest one was in kindergarten was when I decided to kind of reevaluate career options and think about what I wanted to do. Some kind of career path that allowed me to have a separation between work life and family life and something that also felt impactful and important. And so thus the teaching idea came first and then the science came subsequently. Okay, so from community college to TGen professor. Tell me what that was like. Well, it took 10 years. Wow, okay. (laughs) It probably would have been faster to rebuild my real estate license. Yeah. (laughs) I started the community college. I did two years there, and I got an associate's degree in science. And actually, when I was a community college member is when I um, applied for the Helios Scholars at TGen, and I was quite possibly the oldest Helios Scholar. So there's lots and lots of bright, shiny, really intelligent 18, 21-year-olds. And so I was sort of the unofficial Helios mother as well. And it really changed everything, um, being able to do that hands-on research. Really, the initial idea was, if I'm going to get a four-year degree in science, I'm going to need to have some hands-on experience so that I can be competitive in the job market. And so I applied for that in my junior year, thinking that I could get some hands-on experience and maybe potentially secure a position as a laboratorian at TGen or other genomics lab in Flagstaff. What is a Helios Scholar? What does he or she do? So the Helios Scholar program is really meant to expose students to what it's like to work in research. Um, not just going into the lab work and completing lab tasks, but more developing an independent research project where you can see how you go to the literature, you find a knowledge gap of something that you're interested in, and then you design experiments and test hypotheses to really address that knowledge gap. And then it goes all the way through to a poster presentation or oral presentation, so you really baby that process all the way through for eight weeks. Do you remember what your presentation was? Oh, yeah, I do. I do. (laughs) So... um, 
my Helios project and actually my doctoral research was focused on coccidioides, which is the causative agent of valley fever. Yep. Everybody in Arizona and the southwestern United States understands valley fever. So that summer, as I started doing the independent research, I mean, it was phenomenal. I just was alone in the lab trying to figure out this really interesting culturing method of a way that how can we grow this organism in the lab in a way that really represents the immune system? Because we want to be able to study it in a system that's very similar to the respiratory system. Um, And it was just so gratifying to go through that process and go to the literature and go to people who had more experience than me, try their techniques and get it to work. And um, actually out of that project came my first primary author publication. And somewhere along the lines, I just realized, yeah, I can't just stay in a lab and do work for other people my whole life. I need to get a PhD because I have questions that I want to ask and I want to ask them. So you got your PhD. How long was that journey? You mentioned you were a mom. Yeah, yeah. So I started my undergraduate degree when my son Joe was in kindergarten. And I finished my undergrad degree when he was in fifth grade. And then I rolled right into the PhD program, and that took me four more years. And I finished two years ago. He's a junior in high school. So we've been kind of getting our educations at the same time. What did it feel like when you were finally finished? I mean, I'm sure you had doubts along the way about starting something like this so late in life, relatively speaking. You know, it's funny. It was hard, but you have to be doing something during the day. So you might as well be doing something that makes you feel enriched. And there were some things about being a student that was really positive as a mother. I could take off a few hours to go run to the school and, yep. you know, watch a presentation or whatever. I don't know. Somehow it just all worked out. And my kids were really supportive, too. I, I think they did a really great job of giving me the time when I needed it. Mm-hmm. And then the trade-off is when I had the time to be with them, it was very focused. And I think they loved watching me do something that I love so much. You know, they came to my Helios presentation and seen those three little blondie heads out in the audience, and they were just... So excited the mom was on stage. I mean, that was some of the best parts of it. Oh, that must have been so funny yeah. for your Helios counterparts, the kids who were still in high school or early college. They might have been closer in age to my kids than yeah, me. probably so. All right, tell me what you do now. What's your area of research? What are you working the most on day-to-day here at mm-hmm. TGen? Well, okay, so my primary focus in my doctoral degree, as I told you, was valley fever. Mm-hmm. So I started there, um, which is a respiratory pathogen. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, of course, that was a really easy transition from studying one type of respiratory pathogen to another. So I took on some COVID work. I've brought both of those um, skill sets with me to TGen. As I mentioned, I'm working in the immunology core with a really phenomenal gentleman named John Allen. And he really specializes in multiplex assays. So getting a lot of questions answered at one time. And then again, looking at the adaptive immune system, which is sort of that the part of your immune system that recalls past exposures and sort of is that front line of defense for a repeat infection. So we have all of these complex projects and I don't go into the lab and do the work, but I work with the really talented research staff that we have here to make sure that when we're going into the lab and doing the work that we're getting high quality data and that we're testing the hypotheses in the best way possible. Then I get to get my hands a little bit on the data and do a little bit of data cleanup and data validation and pass it off to our really talented bioinformaticians that will then take it in and turn it into statistical analyses. So I kind of like to think of myself as the bridge between the wet bench and the data. Um, it's a lot of complex pieces on both sides. And so I get to play kind of in the middle where I talk to laboratorians and the bioinformaticians, and I have skill sets that straddle both of those worlds. So it's kind of a fun place to be. What about Helios Scholars now? This is a program that continues and, and seems to grow every year. What do you offer the Helios Scholars who come to TGen this year and next year? Oh, man, I love working with 
um, undergraduate researchers. I really like working with non-traditional students. I had this really phenomenal student last year who had done a lot of things and then came and did some work with us. And I like being somebody that can understand what it's like to be an adult later in life trying to pursue a new career. And um, it's really fun to work with non-traditional students because their brain has been exposed to so many different life scenarios, so many different careers. This uh, gentleman that I'm talking about, he was an elevator technician before wow. he came to us and then worked in the National Guard. So he had these very different skill sets that ended up, you know, intersecting. He just published a paper on um, COVID and working dogs. It was fun to be able to push him in a different way because he was non-traditional. What is it about the undergraduate students, the younger, you know, the Helios scholars that come in now that you find so interesting? I love watching them grow and develop. We have this great intern that worked with us this year, Peyton, and uh, she did a Helios internship last year. And it was so fun to watch her confidence in herself mm -hmm. develop. You know, when you're a young student, you don't want to get the question wrong. And I love just pushing them. Like, you know, I'm not going to judge you for what you say. I just want you to answer my question. Mm -hmm. I want to see you push yourself because I think you have that answer within you. So I really like watching students just become confident in what they know and develop their project in a way that they're more of an expert than me, which is really the goal, right? I had a phenomenal mentor. Um, her name is Bridget Barker, and she always had an open door for me. She did a great job of making me suffer just enough to be, you know, worried. Challenged. Challenged, but then making it really fun and being available. And I really try and incorporate that with my students, you know. How many mentee students do you have at a time? Usually one. I really try to have one undergraduate student a year. Um, I've done that for years, even when I was at NAU and in my PhD program. I had some great students then too. And yeah, we're getting ready to have an incoming Helios scholar in June that I'm really looking forward to. So do your Helios scholars study under you? Do they study the same topics? Or are you just more of a personal slash professional mentor? Not lab work, but life work. Um, a little bit of both. We try to come up with a project that can be done in eight weeks that is more than just pushing samples through, something that's going to be intellectually challenging and then um, provide lab skills. And this particular student actually already has some lab skills that's coming in this summer. And so we picked a project that, you know, the lab skills are high level and they already will have those. So really the challenge for this individual is going to be conceptualizing the project and mm -hmm. probably really contributing towards a scientific publication. So I always try and pick a project that fits the person. Mm -hmm. What is it that they need to grow and develop in and what are their interests or what are their life goals? This person wants to be a physician. So, you know, we're giving them a very immunology relevant project. So this isn't busy work. This is something that will contribute to the body of knowledge on a particular topic. Oh, yeah. This is absolutely. new information. Oh, we're, not, we're not solving old problems. Yeah, yeah. And we're not just using kits and banging out results. It's, you know, we want to develop an assay and you're going to help us develop it. And this is what we're measuring and how we're going to validate it. And this is what we're interested in. And it usually feeds into some bigger project. Does it always work out? Or do you ever have a, a Helio Scholar discover at the end of eight weeks that maybe they don't want to do lab science? Maybe they want to do something else? I think that happens. I haven't had that experience my own self personally. I've actually had it be more the opposite where a student thinks that they want to be a doctor or they think they want to be a nurse and they're just doing the internship as a way to expose themselves and then they find that primary research is just so addicting and fun that they decide to stay in it, which is really fun. So if you were to go to, obviously your children are older now, but if you were to go to um, 
school and talk about what it is that you do to a group of kindergartners, what would you say? I did that a couple of weeks ago. Okay, good. So you know the answer. <laughs> and it reminded me why I went into science, not teaching, but they were delightful. Oh, five-year-olds are great audiences. Mm, I. It's so hard to conceptualize what a pathogen geneticist is to a a kindergartner. So we usually boil it down to the idea of germs and uh -huh. sort of like, you know, there's all these little things out there that we can't see, but we know they interact with our body. And so we have to use special tools to help us find those little tiny guys and study them in a way that helps us understand what they're doing every day. It was fun. I bet. If somebody out there is listening and they think, maybe I want to do science, but it's too much. I can't I can't get a PhD, I'm never going to work at TGen, or I'm never going to teach science at a university level. But it's super interesting. What would you tell them? I don't know. I don't know if it's ever too late in life to do anything. I mean, I was 26 when I started, and I think I'm still young. And I think that, uh, you know, the time's going to pass anyways. So if you're intellectually curious about something, why not pursue it? It's never too late for that. And I think that this is just the most gratifying job. I love being able to do work that's impactful every day and when we're collecting data and results we know that we're impacting patients of tomorrow that's awesome you know all these diseases valley fever tuberculosis covid it can really change somebody's life uh, an infection can be life-changing it can impact your quality of life for forever or the of your family members so there's something about going in at that molecular level like an investigator and mm -hmm. trying to understand what these interactions are and then how can we manipulate them or understand them in a way to improve ho human health. I mean, that's just phenomenal. Well, you're not only affecting these illnesses and these patients later, but also some students who maybe want to do exactly what you do. Yeah, or empower them to find the path that just fits them perfectly. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think Finding so. Finding what's the right thing and then just pursuing it with greatness. Yeah, that's awesome. Heather, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate thank you. it. For more on TGen's research, go to tgen.org news. The Translational Genomics Research Institute, part of City of Hope, is an Arizona-based nonprofit medical research institution dedicated to conducting groundbreaking research with life-changing results. You can find more of these podcasts at tgen.org slash tgentalks, Apple and Spotify, and most podcast platforms. For TGen Talks, I'm Carrie Dozer.